0: You're listening to the Pitch Stack Podcast.
1: Alright, welcome to the Pitch Stack Podcast, episode 32, our first episode after the release of Dynasty, Dynasty, as they say in New Zealand. Dynasty's
2: um, ready. That's how they call it. That's what
1: they call dinner. <laughs> I know uh, I know. I personally cracked two boxes, as did yourself. Yeah, um, I think we cracked the same amount of boxes. We did. How, uh, how are you feeling about this set?
0: Uh...
2: It's all right. Um, <clears throat> I kind of felt like there'd be more impact, but as far as like the things I play and the, the just the general meta, but um, I mean the cards, the the set's impactful for sure. I mean we're introducing a whole new class with a, a ton of new cards, and uh, some of the classes that were kind of left on the wayside, forgotten, got a lot of new upgrades.
3: So, yeah, my two boxes, though, I've, as far as like the pools, weren't that bad. Um,
2: I've heard of like even worse cases than my two boxes. I at least got a legendary, um, just a crown of Dominion Rainbow foil. Um, I don't think I got any other Marvels or fancy extended art, uh, majestics, but I did get
3: normal foil majestics and uh cold foil rares and common so yeah i um yeah i don't know i i still have to go through my boxes and
1: whatnot i just kind of uh threw all the legendaries and majestics into a binder and uh called it a day for um, sure so i don't know i think with this set though instead of buying case i just picked up the two boxes because i uh i don't know it to me this looks to be another uprising situation where just the price of everything is going to go absolutely to the ground um i mean we already have most legendaries at 30 dollars or less and yeah. uh i don't know this i it's very difficult to make your money back on a box even if you're getting it for map minus 20 percent, which should be around 88 us dollars uh so it's really interesting from an investment perspective that yeah
2: it's it's more of a gamble though at this point
1: yeah usually um i like with uh, with uprising i felt like every box was great uh in terms of like what you got back in terms of money or whatever Maybe in the beginning,
2: until single prices sort of uh, settled, and then the booster box prices didn't go that much more further down. Um, and so you would have
3: EVs of like $30 sometimes. Yeah. Which is just not great. Yeah. Um, generally, hitting Marvels or, and or some
2: kind of equipment like Legendary in a ca- box of Uprising is good. Um, and as far as dynasty goes, I mean, if you're, if you're opening a single box and you're not hitting, um, one of like the key colt foil, like majestics or a, uh, an extended art or even a legendary, right? Something like that, something to that degree or better, you're not really making any money.
1: It's just yeah. A, a uh, that made Marvel's
3: much rarer, right? It yes. Seems to me. That they're uh, one or two per case. Yeah, that is true. Um, they did.
2: We, we didn't get to talk about this because actually was not spoiled until halfway through the weekend of worlds that just happened. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but we saw the fable and it is a command and conquer
3: like a full art card. Yeah. Um I like that direction for Fables, personally.
2: Um I don't disagree with it. I It would be nice to get something else, but um I have no qualms. I was just expecting something else.
3: Yeah, I I don't know.
1: I like the idea of them moving away from uh Fables having unique card design. I like that quite a lot. Um, it just, uh, it's it, if, if they continue to do that, then it's just a, uh, it's like a ticking time bomb um, yeah. where eventually they're going to print a card that becomes a must play, uh, which is almost a situation we're in with like Hard to Find All an I Ophidia. And uh, it just prices people immediately out of decks. So... Cool.
2: The problem with those is that they're generics and additionally they provide um as far as hard to find no goals, they provide like, you know, in 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 the most normal circumstances, like a minimal benefit. Um I have a video is a, actually literally changes the game. It's like really good. It's incredibly good. Um I mean it means it means you get to opt before any of your abilities resolve. If you're playing Kano or if you're playing a brute that draws and then discards, I mean you're playing Azalea activating a bow. You get to opt. I mean, it does a lot. Um but in the best case scenario, they really impact the game, especially like cards like, like the one I just said in Heart of
3: Findle, you know? Um, the life game will help you stay alive. Yeah um so yeah i don't know it's interesting so for them to move away from the
1: uniquely like uh i don't know uniquely mechanicked fables,
3: i think is a good thing i doubt we see another one for a little while um so yeah we'll see
1: i guess in general uh one of the things that i've been trying to keep up on is dynasty's impact on the meta overall and what's interesting to me is uh just in terms of decks that have seen the most play since dynasty was released um i thought for sure that we would uh we would have like a bigger effect on it but to me the What's interesting is the biggest thing that I have seen on or in general, uh, is from the world championship. It seems that Reinar has now taken a much larger spot in the meta because, uh, of its win of the calling over in San Jose. Yeah, that, that was actually pretty incredible. I think
2: surprising. And this is by the way, this is of course pre pre dynasty, but
3: dynasty gave a lot of great cards. Yeah. Yes, they did. Um,
1: So, I don't know. I'm curious to see what Brute looks like afterwards. Uh, So, since uh, the World Championship, which uh, we'll get to in a second, um, but Dynasty's effect on the meta, I don't know if you saw the results of Battle Hard in Philadelphia last weekend. But I um, did not. It's all Dash. Everything is Dash. Uh, It is Dash's world, and we are just living in it. And I think um I mean if you look at these lists, uh it's all it's all down to um uh what is it? Dash is two new card or well, I guess Dash is really one new card, uh, which is Pulse Wave Harpoon, which I personally believe is the best card in all of flesh and blood. I mean, it's incredible. Um It's just, it's such, it's such a good, it gives you card advantage, it lets you choose an opponent's block, which is insane on top of the card advantage. Um, so I don't know, it's, uh, it's very interesting. So if you, if you take a look at, uh, these battle hardened lists, it just, uh, the meta right now seems to be Dash, icelander and that is it. So we are kind of back to a three deck format. Interesting.
3: Uh I think uh, my opinion is that
2: um once Dynasty is actually like into these enters like these dynasty cards and updated decks start to enter uh the competitive scene, it will change things up a bit for sure. I mean the dash dash is gonna be pretty strong. Uh there's no doubt about that. Um it's interesting actually no i mean they, these were this is post dynasty so huh yeah that is correct that's true uh this right had quite a bit of a showing as well um which is not not that surprising um he
3: got a lot of lot of good new cards um but he didn't make top eight yeah um something i do think is interesting uh, if you look at these top eight Dromai decks, is
1: they are not running any of the new Dromai cards. Yeah. Um, I thought for sure. I guess, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, right? Because uh, you need the the sand cards, is what I'll call them. You need them with a specific card in your hand, and it's just too much to set up. So I guess it makes sense uh, for them to move away from using those. Um, I had seen people like make an argument that uh but the crown of dominion was really good in jermai because it gives you something to pitch to just in case so that way you don't get stuck mm-hmm. but uh i don't know i think if you are in that situation you can just arsenal something and then block out the next turn to get a fresh hand
2: right it just doesn't uh help you increase your ass generation is the big thing and sometimes if you're playing in a mirror match or you kind of lock yourself uh if you you might if there's a chance that the two players can
3: get locked um because of that situation yeah i don't know i uh, i'm looking at some of these lists and
1: i uh i'm pretty interested in this i might actually build one of these dromai decks these are very cool so you know the the most interesting
2: cuz i mean other than rock me cuz i mean right now rockney's the the talk of the town right um, yeah
3: the most interesting deck to come out of um dynasty is uh cano storm oh yeah so
1: i'm kind of unfamiliar with this tech yeah so um apparently
2: um brainstorm uh that's so aptly named the same artist flesh and, as well. Yeah, <laughs> flesh and blood card Brainstorm. Not the magic card Brainstorm, both drawn by Mark Poole. Um, but now this card gives your hero ability, uh, it gives you a hero, gives your hero the ability, whenever you draw a card this turn, deal one arcane damage to target hero or opposing hero. And so this deck essentially plays all blues and items, like a ton of items, everything. And so what they do is they, every turn, pitch, activate Kano's ability four times, play four items, and just take damage, right? Like, just tank, every, tank everything until you have, like, a ton of items in play. And then, I mean, this is, I haven't seen it in play, but looking at the list and the way the, the gameplay has been described to me, I'm assuming this is what happens. Uh, you get all these items in play, you get the play cash in, or a cash out, I'm sorry. Uh, and then destroy all of these items, create a ton of silver, and once you've made all this silver, you play a brainstorm. And I'm assuming you have, like, uh, like a potion of luck in play too, or something else, um, like, uh, the, the one that lets you, um, put your pitch on top, um, that would, that would work really well as well. And so you just start drawing cards with the silvers, active, like activating them, cycling your hand, and drawing cards. And then you, you crack potion of uh, luck, recycle your hand and your arsenal, draw those cards,
3: and you just keep doing that until you kill your opponent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I, I was just waiting for
1: somebody to start breaking those cycles, uh, so that is super cool. That uh makes a lot of sense to me yeah, it's uh
3: kind of funny. I want to see it in action, but I have not had the chance yet. oh, right on i uh I do plan
1: on building assassin at some point. I have to see if I pull any surgical extractions because that card is up to 45 dollars, yeah, uh, which is insane. Uh, that is incredible i mean i guess it makes sense right it is the it is the best card of a new deck that you need three of everything else you only need one of um Mm -hmm. so there's inherently less of a demand for like i don't know, black tech whispers which is only a hundred dollars um so i don't know uh i do want to pick them up eventually but it's like i said like with this
3: set it's getting over opened uh, very high rate so i don't know whenever we uh whenever i I don't know i guess like whenever this gets to a point
1: where we're starting to see much better prices i think that might be the time to build assassin because i don't think it's a must build deck it right would be now, a right deal point. at
3: that point yeah i agree um i mean soon maybe so like As far as i've seen
2: um many different builds are trying different things but the most prominent build is a fatigue deck and it runs a ton of reactions and attempts to fatigue you by making you waste your library your deck and then also banish cards from the top using their their contract attacks right and then also one of their big hitters is um eradicate and so they get to banish X cards when it hits for X damage, and so they'll pump it up for like you know fifteen or whatever, and you blocked it for four. And now it's coming in and banishing eleven cards. That's like, that's, that's what is that? The math? Um, ten out of sixty cards of your deck, you know, or however many that is, fifteen cards.
1: Yeah, I mean that's uh, it's pretty close to sixteen percent, minus
3: what you've played and attacked with, you know. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
3: I've yeah. I've gotten pretty
2: close to decking out playing Visrai against uh Arachne. Um I managed to
1: squeak the win through, but it wasn't without fighting. Yeah. Uh it's interesting. It's an interesting take on Mill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh which I think 100%. is kind of
3: cool. I mean, I like and, it. Uh, I don't know. I guess it makes sense, right? Um, for Because,
1: uh, you know, you look at magic and the way they do mill with rogues. I guess it makes sense for Assassin to occupy a similar space. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a cool deck. I definitely want to build it. I'll probably try it on Fabo before
3: I uh, bring it into real life. For sure. But it's, uh, I don't know. It's cool.
2: Um, I've also been working on Bolton.
1: Oh yeah, uh, Bolton. I, I really seems enjoy a little Raiden. bit better.
2: Yeah, Raiden Bolton is really where I'm. I'm have my head at. Sabers Bolton still is good. I mean, it's it's strong. It's gotten stronger now, obviously, but I think I I, I prefer Raiden Bolton. But uh, I don't know. I have a sideboard uh plan for the uh, Sabers game plan. You know. Um, yeah, just to be able to have that combo available and then uh, i kind of want to see if there's some way to make dorinthia work with the little dagger, you know, the quicksilver dagger.
3: Yeah. I'd like to try some sort of build uh occupying that play space. Yeah. I don't know, I think that'd be really cool. It's um
1: It's weird. I guess uh, I- To me, Bolton is still in this area where he really only has one card that helped him out in terms of card advantage, which was already the thing he was struggling with. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. To me, he's still two or three cards away.
2: Yeah, I I still don't see him as being above B tier, but he's enjoyable to play, and he has some matchups where you kind of just get there. I mean, I beat up just a thing. It's not indicative of anything, but i played like one playtest game of it uh with a friend and i beat him on five but still i mean
3: he he can compete with some aggro decks at times yeah. you know the right draws it's it's not impossible yeah i don't know i guess you're just uh
1: yeah i mean it, it just it costs so many cards to play cards yeah. You definitely Bolton. just
3: lose the ice though. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Especially Icelander. Icelander's yeah. really strong. Yeah, I could see that. Um, just because you don't I mean, you're so strapped on resources. Yeah. Oh, so I don't know. Precisely. It's, um, it's difficult to really uh, get past those frostbites, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, speaking
1: of uh, Icelander dominating, um, we did see Icelander take down the World Championships. Um, yes, we did. The Narrowly threat. saving Briar from triple Living Legend.
2: Icelander.
3: Icelander Blitz, Draft, and CC. Yeah, um, I don't know how I feel about that.
2: You know, um, the player Michael Hamilton is an incredibly good player, but Icelander yeah. is also just an incredibly good hero, and if you play it really, really well, it's very rewarding. Um, I'm not very good at it, but, um...
3: Clearly, she's strong enough to be uh, one of the best decks in the world. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, that Michael Hamilton just has so many reps uh, on this particular deck at a high level, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty cool.
2: I listened. Um, so he's actually a co-host of a podcast. Um, Another podcast, the MNR podcast, and he think he talks with one of his friends, um, like his playtesting groups or whatever, uh, and he just described his experience at Worlds um, and what he essentially did to practice and just be prepared, you know, and uh, it's interesting. The, I don't know if you heard the story, but he ended up quitting his job right after Nats to focus on playtesting.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
2: Yeah, and then he goes and wins $100,000 and wins worlds, you know? So I guess quitting the job was the the call (laughs) to go play a trading card game professionally.
1: Yeah, right, for one out of 50,000 people. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah, I don't know. Good on him. He's uh, piloting a... uh, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a deck that directly... It has an extremely high skill cap and he's uh playing at an extremely high level so i mean it makes sense for uh michael hamilton's icelander deck to have taken down this tournament um 100 and that's not the only thing we got at worlds we've got a couple announcements um i was hoping for a teaser of the next set um yes but I guess we were a little, I mean, if this would have been a week after dynasty was released, I'm sure we would have gotten a teaser. Um, but instead we got, we got the professor. I know we constantly talk about the state of the professor back and forth. Will he show up or not? <laughs> and, uh, and it looks like, yes, he is showing up in a very big way, uh, which is very cool. Um, Cause I know personally that was my first exposure to flesh and blood was through that YouTube channel. Oh really? Nice. So yeah. So I mean, hopefully that gets significantly larger, uh,
3: because of that. Yeah. That's a very interesting partnership. Yeah. So, uh, the other item
1: that they announced, and this is weird, right? Because, uh, I don't know how I feel about this, but we are getting a, uh, but, but there's a word for these right is it just statue
2: yeah i mean i i say figure but then i guess people who are into statues uh misinterpret that but statue would be the correct uh word because it it has a base it's fixed and it's a uh a piece you keep on a shelf you know um yeah. figure can sometimes be interpreted as something that can be like manipulated and perhaps played with
3: but um but this is not a figure it is a uh, it is indeed a statue of yeah. prison so it's it's interesting um it's very cool um i forget the name of the company that's making
1: it but they Oueda. make very uh very Oueda. expensive figures
3: weito workshop weta uh, workshop. Arweta well, makes sense. I think that's what it is. Um, but uh, I don't know. Um, like I love
1: Prism. I think it's really cool. But I don't know if I love like Prism enough to drop like four hundred dollars on a statue of Prism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there are people
3: that do. Um, but I don't. I don't know if I'm that guy. Yeah. I don't know. What are your know. thoughts? Uh I mean I'm not getting it, but I'm what sure if
1: it's okay, cool. so theoretically, what if this was viscerai? Oh,
2: oh shit. Um
1: You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's tough, man. Like it would it depend on the cost, but like there are other there are other figures or statues that I would rather spend 200 dollars on if it were that cost, you know, two or three hundred dollars on. And I don't
3: know if it would be at the top of my list to get a viscerai one. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Depending on what it looks like, it it might be, you know, if it
2: looks really swanky, you know, it's got like a floating rune chance and stuff on it to make
3: it look like it's floating. Like, that would be really sick. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean, presumably, if
1: this is successful, they'll do more of them, right? Uh, Yeah, I got to imagine for them to target Prism because, uh, in general, I. Prism is the disposable income deck, right? It's the one with the most chase cards and cards you can uh add stuff to. So it makes sense for them to target that market for mm. Prism.
3: Uh so I don't know. We'll see. Um and really the other big announcement that
1: we didn't necessarily get at the World Championships, but this uh the World Championships led to this announcement, and that's that they uh they really needed Blitz to calm down. Um. Yes. Yes, indeed. So yeah. So we have this new BNR. Uh. So. It's interesting. They just uh. So they they made Storm Striders legal again, which I agree with. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um. And they realized that Aether Wildfire was the problem, which I agree with a hundred percent. For sure. Um and so then we got to see uh aether ice vein and hypothermia both suspended one of them is like a trial until the next R on january 30th which uh to me means we're gonna get another set right around february because they have been talking about first quarter of 2023 um and uh i don't know it's weird uh so I guess a uh, hypothermia is strictly suspended, which is good because um fuck that card. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, look, it, it definitely detracts from the short, the
2: brevity of, like, Blitz games when the, like, the one out of two turns you're going to be able to take in this game are just shut off by a single card. Absolutely. Like, you're like, okay, I'm going to get two turns in this match hypothermia. Okay, pass. And then you've taken like 10 arcane damage at this point and now you're like on the back foot and you're not going to be able to play the
1: your turns at all essentially. Yeah. Um they got rid of Aether Ice Vein as well, which I think um 25% of your life total and a card from your hand uh in A format where you will only see 16 to 20 cards they're taking away 25 percent of your life total and five to ten percent of the amount of cards you will see um that's just way too strong yeah yep i could not agree more especially you get off two of those that's just that is game set and match so i uh I'm a, I'm fond of these. I think it makes Kano more competitive. Um, although he, I feel like he was still overly reliant on Aether Wildfire. Um, so I don't know. It, it's Wizard is weird, and it's going to be very difficult for them to make Wizard work in a fair way. I think they're very, I think they're as close to it as they are gonna get with Icelander and CC right now. Um. But just the design space of this game needs to be, it it needs to be pushed out a little bit more, um, before I think that wizard is in the sweet spot that they were talking about in the banned and restricted announcement. Um, it's just such a unique design space. There needs to be something midway between the way normal heroes function, the way wizards function. so I don't know necessarily what that looks like. I don't know how it works. Maybe that's why we got those uh, new cards in the
2: set that kind of like indicated a new direction for Wizard.
1: Yeah. And um, I don't know. Here's something very interesting, right? Uh, that I didn't necessarily think of when I saw this BNR announcement initially, because uh, I skimmed it. Um. But I didn't really put together that you wouldn't be able to play
3: Stormstriders with the Emperor. Oh. Because uh, he's only young. You know what I mean? So it
1: makes sense for them to unsuspend it. For their new premier legendary hero to
3: have access to all this legendary equipment. hmm So I don't know. I does that make sense. Well, at least
2: the Stormstrider stonks are back on the move, right? They
3: are. <laughs>
2: they are back on the move. Um, I wish I could play more Blitz, I guess. I don't know. I don't play enough of it, really. No viscerize. so.
3: <laughs> just over so fast, right? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, well, nice. in um in January, we have we,
2: we recently got the announcement that uh, in January ProQuest season three is launching. Yes, it which is, which will precede the announcement of the Pro Tour three. Which is weird though, because this is now the the new year, and we're getting season three of ProQuest. And now it's Pro Tour 3. So is it just going to continue to number upwards? Like, are we going to have, like, Pro Quest Season uh, 7 for Pro Tour 7? Or Pro Tour 30? Like, you know, like, is it just going to keep going up? Or is it, like, a yearly thing? That's why I'm a little confused.
1: I mean, I think it makes sense to me, right? So Pro Quest Season 1 led into Pro Pro Tour 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pro Quest Season 2 led into Pro Tour 2. And I, I can just see that continuing.
2: Okay. Yeah, just that uh, we had ProQuest prior to ProTours. and so it it was like a different system almost.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're still gonna have uh, we're still gonna have ProQuest prior to Pro Tours.
2: No, no, before
1: prior to
3: having uh, announced any Pro Tours, right? I'm pretty sure they had ProQuests. Oh yeah, I mean, like yeah, I guess I guess so. On pri- some level. prior
2: to the circuit. Of Pro Tour, you know what I mean? Like at the Calling Twenty Twenty One at Nationals, they had a Pro Quest sealed, which is now what they call Battle Hardened. Is what I'm. Oh, okay, say.
1: yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I think this is just under the new nomenclature how things are going to work. Right, now. that's
2: why I was confused because I thought it was the old nomenclature. But um, I understand it. Yeah.
3: So those psoriasis sleeves look pretty sick, though, right?
2: Oh, yeah
1: oh
3: yeah um,
2: top eight
1: are they do you think they're i mean obviously
3: they kind of overdid it you know they they overdid it uh but to me it looks like they are just moving away from playmats
1: <sighs> i mean yeah it, it, I think
2: that maybe they overdid it, but like I really, really preferred something more special and something that isn't as prone to, you know, wear and tear. Because like sleeves, sad, sad, sad it is, and it is as great as Dragon Shield is of a product, it can potentially and will wear down. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, sleeves at the end of the day are a consumable good. Yes. So, like, I have, I could get a commander deck, right? A hundred card deck and put these cool flesh and blood sleeves on them to try to like cross promote the game. That's usually how I like to do it. It's, it's like a talking point, you know? Like, some people are like, I've never seen those sleeves before. I'm like, well, I'll tell you about this. <laughs> it's yeah. called flesh and blood. And that's where this art comes from. Uh, <laughs> and so, I'll have two sleeves left over after sleeving a commander deck. And that's like, well, if I, you know, I dirty two sleeves or I split two sleeves, I've got no leftover sleeves. Yeah. And these are like, you know, really cool, unique tournament products, right? So I don't know. And the playmats are nicer. You can hang them up, sort of like trophies. You can take them with you play them on play on them and if they dirty them you if you
1: dirty a playmat, you can wash it yeah absolutely um and you know what i agree with you a hundred percent the like the sleeves as prizes it just has not sat well with me like i understand that they're trying to get away from playmats just because they saturated the market now we all have like seven of them you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but it makes a it makes a lot of sense to me, for them to go in another direction, but I they wish should, they would figure out something cool, like promo cards. That they should do these
2: cool. sleeves for skirmishes. Yeah, special I think events.
1: that'd be cool. 100%. They should just uh, they should print promo cards. That's the thing we all want. Mm-hmm. More promo cards.
2: More Cold Flow promos and more fucking playmats. <laughs> yeah, right? Do English Marvel heroes.
3: Oh, yes. That'd be so cool. Right?
1: So I don't know. I try, um, and then I guess we get to our last piece of news, right? Which yeah. is that we are all getting shitty Christmas presents. Yep. <laughs> I what I love about this is that it really is just a, a card, an actual card
2: called with a curse word on it. It's actually just says "shitty Christmas present."
1: Yeah, I like that they censored Christmas. Uh, no. uh yeah. Um
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, I mean, like it, it's a big text box, you know. It not even to get into other reasons, but it's a, it is a big text box, so or it's not big enough probably to hold the hold the whole world the,
3: hold the whole word. Um that said though, we uh if you take a look at the
1: art here for oh, shitty yeah. Christmas yeah I love it. Because we have Azalea, <laughs> we have we have the spider dropping um, off the gifts and then or we, something, right? Huh? The spider's dropping
2: off gifts, and he's—I he's, uh, think—he no, opened up a mean. deer mask. Yeah,
1: he's on a deer mask. And then, I mean, that could possibly be Dash in the upper left-hand corner. Oh, that
2: definitely is Dash. I mean, look at the tech, the little blue core on the chest, the arm, the arm gauntlet, her excited face. Yeah, the orb so this in hand. green-haired hero. That's Lexi for sure. Is that Lexi?
3: Yeah, has to be. Does Lexi have green hair? Yeah, it's greenish. I'm looking this up. It could be. I my personal pet
1: theory is this is just a hero that we haven't seen yet well the reason why okay so like
2: if you look at if you looked at um this rounds on me art right this rounds on me lexi's in that art and oh well yeah she is depicted a little differently you're right yeah because all the maybe heroes are wearing Lexi. their
1: hero armor and then this character is just kind of wearing patches and a shirt yeah, uh, which leads me to believe that they will be a character from I forget what you call wherever the hell Azalea is from, the pits. Yeah, I mean, and that's true. Also, like Metric slash the pits, all three characters here on the left are from there. Hmm. Um,
2: yeah, so- that is true. Good point. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, it's just funny because it it would be fitting if it was Lexi because Lexi. Has all the tools already, so she's happy
3: with socks. And Azalea is like, come on, man, give me something. Yeah. I get nothing. <laughs> Dash is
1: jumping off the ceiling because uh, Dash has everything. Though, what's
2: where they slipped up making this playmat, though? If you could look at the playmat, there's no two arsenal slots. Haha. Get wrecked.
1: That's New more Horizon of like another own. shitty xmas playmat speaking of i do have to pick up a new horizon it's one of like two legendaries i don't own now the other being heart of ice which i almost bought while we were talking because i saw first edition one for 80 bucks oh that's great talk
0: myself out of it though okay
3: it is a good price though to be fair yeah it's a really good price i don't know yeah, I think that
1: about does it for this week. I'm excited to get in some more actual gameplay mm-hmm. it, since I'll have a little bit more time over the next few weeks, so. For sure, I mean, I I
2: have a lot of free time, so, I mean, it'd be great if we could get some gameplay and some practicing. you know? Absolutely. So we could smoke these scrubs at the next Armory
3: or ProQuest. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well. I think that about does it. For this week. And uh, we'll see you all next time. See ya.